The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Your hosts are Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Gisela. Hello, this is Ken Roshan. And Gisela Gonzalez. And we are excited about this particular episode because we are hooking up with the younger generation. Yay! So we have Justin Lapazan, who's on the line, and he has been featured in Forbes, USA Today, The Huffington Post, all the magazines in the world, basically. Justin, congratulations on being every magazine in the world. That is fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for that disc slash compliment. Thanks again for having me on the show, guys. I'm really, really excited. So, uh, it seems like only a year ago you were 18, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, because that would be true. I'm currently 19, which is, uh, I, I only tell people after they kind of know me a little well. I don't want people kind of judging me poorly for it right off the bat. Well, I have to say, uh, no matter what age you are, you carry yourself like a seasoned serial entrepreneur. And I remember meeting you at CEO Space, and it seems like just yesterday you were 5 feet 11 inches and a half, I think it was, and look at you now. You know what I mean? Uh, six, six, feet tall, <laughs> six feet tall it is. It's, it's pretty crazy that I've grown so much, but this year has been an extraordinary experience for me. I've learned a lot, met a lot of great people, including you know you guys. So thanks again for, for that opportunity and CEO space really hooking us up and, and being able to put us together for that. Yeah, it, was, it hasn't even been a year, has it? Yeah, has it been it's, a, uh, it's roughly a year. Crazy. It's, yeah, it's been roughly a year. Since I kind of started on this um, serious entrepreneurial journey, I've been an entrepreneur for, for a little bit longer than that. But since I really took that leap of faith by putting off school to start my entrepreneurial journey, that's, that's been about a year now, and it's really, really exciting. Well, what impressed me is that there are some people that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and even 60s who can't say that they're a speaker and an author, and yet they are a professional business person. And one of my, I guess, radar pet thieves is when someone says they're a consultant or a coach it's like what have you accomplished in life and it's it's interesting but at your age I was never even questioning what you've accomplished because I had already looked you up and you had already really made your intellect your theoretical guru-ness known and and you're able to strategize for people and really create results so I was excited well well, Ken I think the thing that we really relate on is that you have to build a brand for yourself. Regardless of what you're doing, you can't forget about that. So if you want to go be an author, you want to go be a speaker, a coach, a consultant, whatever it may be, if you're not building a proper brand around that and surrounding yourself with the resources you need to be successful, you'll never get anywhere in business or in life. So I learned a long time ago, way before I really started any of my companies or started my professional speaking career, that you have to brand yourself. And I think that's one of the points that we've really connected on is building those powerful brands that communicate exactly what you're looking to do. I think there's another thing we connected on. It was also that you looked at me and you said, are you a millennial too? And I, and I had to confess that I was. And so you said, well, I'm building the uh, next-gen 
Summit, and that I'd love you to explain that what the Next Gen Summit is, and then I want to talk about how we not only supported that, but some of the guests that we're going to bring on that we've met through the Next Gen Summit. Absolutely, and yeah, so uh, there are a lot of incredible millennials out there, whether it's you, Ken, doing really incredible things with viral social campaigns, or whether it's a lot of friends I have. We'll take one like Ann Makazuski, who at 17 invented a flashlight powered by the human hand, or John Mayer, who at 19 created Fresco News, and he's also responsible for inventing the flashlight app on the cell phone. We have all these incredible millennials out there all across the world, and when we look at it, they're kind of separate and in diverse communities. What the Next Gen Summit does is bring them together. So what we do is we empower young people by connecting young entrepreneurs with the resources they need to be successful. So it's a biannual conference that brings together the best, brightest, and most motivated millennials around the world to connect, collaborate, and inspire. And we're really, really excited to have um, some incredible people on later. So, you know, Ken, you're, you're one of the youngest people I know in your industry to have real success. So the reason we connected is because... <laughs> You know, the Umbrella Syndicate, you know, your company, Ken, is able to create those viral social campaigns. So by partnering with a, with a conference like ours, you're able to take our message, which ended up reaching about 300 people in person and 17,000 people on live stream, and boost it out there all over social media. So thousands across the world can see the energy and the power we're creating and the network and bonds that we're building and can also get, kind of get a taste of what we're doing and feel that energy and feel that, that movement that we're trying to start. So it's those partnerships and that ability to connect and network that's going to create real success and change in this world. And, you know, when we did the Next Gen Summit, that was probably our fourth project or case study we did together. And uh, I, I'd love, before we get too far into the conversation, can you define what a millennial is? Because not all of our audience uh, has Google handy for them. Yeah, absolutely. So the term millennial has been thrown out a lot. Um, what people have to understand is that millennial isn't necessarily a strictly defined age group. While some will define it as those past, born past 1995, some will also define it as those who are currently in their 30s or early 40s. So a millennial, uh, in my eyes, is someone who's young, so maybe below 40 or 45, so kind of in that younger generation of new business owners. But it's more about a mindset. A millennial is someone who believes that a dedicated individual can make significant impact in the world through business and social enterprise. That's the millennial mindset that's core to all of the people we're going to be talking to today and all of the movements that we're putting together. So millennials are, they're shaping business, they're creating new opportunities, they're doing incredible things. And it's because they have that mindset of kind of that belief that we can make a change and we can leverage our age and our energy to kind of live the life that we want to live. And through your next gen, you were actually featured in Forbes. Uh, what, what was it about the next gen that caught their eye? Yeah, so that was really, really exciting. Um, I think the reason I've had such great luck with press, whether it is Forbes or USA Today, is that people are identifying the power of the network we're creating. So all over, you have these powerful networks, whether it's a tech network out in Silicon Valley, or you have big oil networks down south. But what you don't have is an interdisciplinary network that just brings together the most successful people in the world. So what Next Gen Summit does that's really special, and the reason we caught the eye of Forbes, is that Next Gen Summit brings together the most successful millennials and young people in the entire world, which is why it's, it's pretty sexy, right? You can get into a room and be surrounded by people who have not only made millions of dollars, but impacted millions of lives through technology, invention, entrepreneurship, business, music, creativity, whatever it may be. So that's what's really, really exciting about Next Gen Summit and the project. And there are definitely a couple other networks that, that do that as well. But for the Millennial Network, we look like the premier network for building that. And we were actually named top seven must-attend conferences by Entrepreneur Magazine for our ability to kind of bring in all those power players and also provide the resources that young people need. So we also provide startup funding through a Shark Tank panel as well as legal and financial advice through our workshop panels. When is the next, uh, next gen? 
really excited to start planning the next-gen summit now. We're looking at June 3rd to 5th in New York City. Those dates are still tentative, though, so stay with us and, and just hit, hit up our website or hit us up on Facebook. We're ngsummit.com. You can kind of stay, stay tuned for details on that, but all we do know is that next-gen summit 2016 is going to be bigger and better than ever. I'll say I was very impressed with your Next Gen Summit Facebook group because it's it's ex- extremely active conversation and there's a lot of support, a lot of information. I mean, you don't need to go outside that group to really find out what's happening in the world and business. I, I want to ask you, as a strategist, a digital media strategist or a marketing strategist, what do you think the, the biggest shortcoming is in business? Because so many businesses these days are struggling to even make a profit. Absolutely. I think uh, a giving mentality is something that people... Um, assume is not important, whether it's in business or life. And it's the, the giving mentality and that ability to collaborate cooperatively, cooperatively without competing is vital, not only for social media campaigns, but for also kind of the businesses that we're creating together. So in that Facebook group that you were talking about, Ken, we have people selflessly giving advice, connection, introduction, things like that. So someone will post, hey, who has a connection at TechCrunch for us? I'm applying to this competition. And you'll have people commenting, oh, you know, my brother-in-law works there, or oh, I could introduce you to the CMO there, which is so, so powerful, because then when that person who's giving has a question, they have instant rapport built within the community and can kind of get the resources they need. So they're able to work together. Similarly to what you do with Umbrella Syndicate, by giving to people and providing them exposure for their opportunities, it changes the mindset and that culture of business. And with that paradigm shift, we expand the pie as opposed to fighting for smaller and smaller slices, which is a really cool analogy I credit to a Wharton professor, Adam Grant, who's really, really incredible. By, by giving and by having that co- uh, collaborative cooperation together. We're expanding the pie and allowing all of our opportunities to get larger. So that's what happens in our Facebook group, and that's what's vital for all businesses. You need to find a way to give, whether it's through content, exposure, um, uh, some type of selfless act. You need to find a way to give in business and in life. You know, uh, I have to applaud you because it was just last week we realized that you had been moved from one show to another because of uh, not really a, a scheduling conflict, but just opportunities coming to us. I did some live interviews at CEO Space International, and that was just something we wanted to roll with, and you were gracious enough to move to this week. But more importantly, when I said, hey, let's give some shout-outs and some spotlights to some of your next-gen leaders and influencers and speakers at your summit, you were just gracious about, hey, go to the group make a message, and you didn't even have to say anything like, please support Ken. The next thing I knew, within 20 minutes, we had, I think, nine or ten people that said, love to be on your show. Bio sent, headshot sent, uh, their accolades, their missions. I mean, these are, these are I, I hate using the word kids, these are young adults that actually see an opportunity, jump on the opportunity, and create collaborative opportunities for others. So I was just really impressed with that uh, eagerness. Yeah, it's, it's so, so exciting. I think everyone that's part of the next-gen community understands that not only do you need to give to get, but in the 21st century, we live in such a connected world on social and in life and in business that you need to be kind of providing and giving and sharing and as opposed to hiding and competing and staying small. So I'm really, really kind of grateful for that. I think uh, so many of the guests that we're going to have on later today have really incredible missions and are working on incredible projects that they're looking to share with the universe and, and really get amplified, which is, which is so cool. So I thank you so much for that opportunity to kind of let other members of our network kind of share their spotlight. I think there's no reason to hide um, credit. I think that's a conversation, Ken, that we've always had personally 
there are some business owners and founders who, who refuse to give out, whether it's positions or titles. They want to hide all the credit and say, this is all me, me, me. But when there are people that are doing good work by sharing, whether it's sharing in partnership or sharing in a title or giving praise to someone in your organization, you're expanding that pie continuously. So I think we share that common value of let other people have the spotlight. It's only going to make your organization stronger. True. And, and also when you're hiring up, hiring people that are smarter than you and you're taking care of them, they're bringing you up. It's not, it's not a fight for uh, who's going to win. It's that everyone's winning. I want to well, say absolutely. that with the six people that we have out of the nine or ten that just you know, quickly identified that they would like to be a, bit, a part of the show, we really quickly said this is not going to be a one-time shot. So we're probably going to have a millennial theme uh, reoccurring hopefully at least once a quarter. I'd like to make the ne- Next Gen Summit one of our sponsors for at least a quarterly show. And I wanted to give a shout out to some of our other sponsors. Uh, you know a couple of them. CEO uh, Space International. I'm going to be at American Dream U next week. We have Guerrilla Marketing Conference next week with uh, Seth Godin. And of course we have Secret oh, Knock. And, and the Secret Knock is uh, something I wanted to segue to because you had said, hey Ken, you're doing some really cool things with viral techniques. I'm a social media strategist. What if we created a synergy to actually stand in front of the stage and show people how they could play on Facebook and Twitter and create what we called epic viral campaigns? And I wanted to first uh, thank you for an opportunity that we might actually have a project, a book together called Boom, Creating Epic Viral Campaigns. But we've already had four case studies. And the one I wanted to actually share with the audience was the one at Secret Knock because that was 300 influencers and all we had was roughly, I think Greg Reed gave us two minutes and 30 seconds to talk with the group. And the next thing that happened after that was just mind-boggling for me. So would you like to share some of the stats and maybe a little of the special sauce that actually created those stats? Absolutely. So it's so exciting is that through my marketing company, Millennial Marketing Strategy, as well as Ken's Umbrella Syndicate, um, because of that giving mentality I was talking about earlier, we are able to create these really strategic partnerships where we take what the other is good at and work together to provide ample uh, opportunities for each other. So at Secret Knock, we realized we have a room full of the top influences. We have the founder of Ugg Boots, the inventor of the credit card strips. We're surrounded by these incredible people. And at the same time, um, they're excited to share on social media. They just are not maybe sure how to do it. So what we did is we created a kind of an infrastructure almost where people wanted to get their voices heard, let their experiences be known to the outer world. And by providing those opportunities, we were able to let 2 million people across the world, I believe it was 1.7 million to be exact, within those, that five-day kind of period, let uh, kind of see what's going on inside, uh, inside Secret Knockout in, out in San Diego, California. So by leveraging the power of, of generosity and collaboration between Umbrella Syndicate and my marketing agency, we were able to get 2 million eyeballs on a 300-person event, which is absolutely fantastic, and I'm so excited to keep growing, honestly, as we're doing more and more events together. Well, the engagement was uh, just another aspect of it that I couldn't get my head around it because we were only taking a couple hundred photos a day, and they were being clicked, shared, tagged, and uh, hashtagged at a, at a number I couldn't even get my head around. Would you explain how that occurred, too? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So, uh, like, I, like I talked about a little bit before, people want to share on social media. They honestly just don't know how. And a lot of times, people want to be great in business. They just don't know how to get their message out there. But identifying specific steps that people or organizations can take to be successful will help everyone out in the long run. So, for the social media campaign that we ran out in Secret Knock, we provided specific steps for people to take to share their experiences. And for that, it was a, it was a strategic plan that we developed that 
cost of that partially leveraged organic hashtags that we created for the event um, and that guidance leveraging influencer marketing. And those two um, tools combined for just an epic campaign where people all over the world could connect with each other by following the conversation and following the dialogue online. So incredible engagement, incredible power. So we're, uh, we were, I was, I'm so thrilled with that event. And I, we've actually done a couple more events that have almost rivaled the success of the first one. So really, really cool stuff going on. Um, and again, it all just comes from partnering with people who are better than you and in different things and doing, you know, doing incredible things. Find the best talent, partner with them, figure out a way to help each other, and everyone's going to be successful. Well, we're going to be going to break in a couple minutes. And one thing I wanted to, I guess, brag about is that at a couple of events we did together, we actually trended on Twitter, if, uh, the social media today. Do you recall that in Atlanta? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, we were down in Atlanta. We were working a powerhouse conference, and we were able to use the social media strategy between Umbrella Syndicate and my marketing agency to be trending nationally on Twitter, which is something that very few marketers have ever accomplished. So it's pretty powerful to think how you could take a group of influencers, if properly leveraged and with a, with a real strategic plan, get them to be trending nationally. And we had millions of eyes on us for social media today. And we had, you know, we had influencers like George Takai, who is a, you know, a, a powerhouse figure that is a household name. We had influencers participating in that social media campaign and people keeping that conversation going. So that was an incredible event. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to more, uh, you know, more partnerships going forward. And with regard to the word trending for our audience, uh, I, I know you shared that that's not exactly an easy thing for a marketing company to do, but would you share how, how much you have to actually have in numbers to cause a trend? Yeah, absolutely. So to have a specific trend, um, you're going to need millions of people engaging with your content on a day-to-day basis to be trending. So that means, let's say you have 500 to 1,000 people in a room, you need probably 2 to 4 million people actively engaging and knowing what's going on in that situation or in that event to really have success in, in doing a trend. So the fact that we were able to accomplish that with social media today as a client is, uh, is pretty, pretty incredible. And again, it all comes down to powerful strategy building together. All right, well, we're going to come back to the show in a couple minutes, uh, and we want to get uh, Josh, and I think it's Eli is going to be uh, joining us, so you'll help with some of these introductions since these are friends of yours, and thank you so much, Justin, for being on the show. Thank you also to Swag Dog for backing us with our garments, and Voice America for being a host of the show. Thanks. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities, and then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Hello, this is Ken. And Gisela Gonzalez. And we are excited about the second segment. We have Justin, Justin Lapazan, uh, Arn from Next Gen Summit, and he is the person responsible for actually this theme, the Millennial uh, Radio Amplified Show. So, Justin, thanks again for making this theme possible, because if it wasn't for your Next Gen Summit, I have to confess, it would just uh, be a strategic partnership that we just talk about some strategies. But you, you've really done something. I call it a power of one uh, technique, is that someone that says, hey, this doesn't exist, and I'm going to be the one that has the power to create it. And you did such a phenomenal job in Austin, Texas, with this uh, first Next Gen Summit. I don't think it could have been better. Well, thank you so much, Ken. I, I so appreciate that. And, and through that, we were able to kind of identify with some real movers and shakers around the world, whether it's in education or academics or politics. Where we have some really incredible people. So I'm really excited for them to be joining us over the next hour or so. Well, we want to make sure your brother, who is obviously a huge supporter, I know that he was helping coordinate the event. He was almost your right-hand guy, right? He was your operations, making sure things moved. Uh, and he did a lot of the interviewing, if I recall, at the Next Gen Summit. So I'm yeah, going to actually... absolutely. I, if I was on the show and my brother was going to be one of the guests, I would be honored to be the one introducing him. So why don't you uh, take a, a minute to introduce Joshua, Eli, and Anthony to the best of your ability, and we'll let them fill in the gaps if there's anything that's missed. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited to be able to introduce these three really incredible guys. So first is my brother, Josh. Josh Lapidan at 18 uh, became one of the youngest elected officials in the state of New York for running against, uh, for running for the, the school board out of high school, while still a high school senior. And Josh was caught up in a really contentious election that got national coverage on Fox, CNBC, MSNBC, and Yahoo, which is really, really cool. And I'm sure Josh will take us through that. Josh is a leader in education reform at the New York state level, as well as a pioneer in drug and alcohol addiction out on Long Island. He sits in the boards of a, a couple of really major charities. Eli Watt is a high school student from the Philadelphia area who is making strides in social entrepreneurship and, com- and community-based impacts. Eli started High School Heroes X, which is an organization that facilitates through a gaming strategy um, getting young people involved in their communities and making significant change, and Eli will tell you about that program. And we also have Anthony Lee, who's a student at the University of Texas, who's a peer leadership educator who's doing some really, really cool work for the students at University of Texas, getting them involved, whether it's in Greek life or just on campus, and he's really, really passionate about training student leaders, and he's leveraging that into another startup, which hopefully he'll help tease for us a little bit. I know he's not really ready to release that. So we have three real movers and shakers here, so welcome, Josh, Anthony, and Eli. Welcome. Okay, you guys, what I want to hey do guys. is... 
I want to give you guys an opportunity each. We'll start with Joshua and go right to Anthony and then the Eli. I'd like you guys to take a minute to share what gold nuggets you got out of attending the Next Gen Summit, uh, and, and then we'll move into some other questions. Go ahead, Joshua. You got it. Well, first of all, thanks so much for being here. And Justin, I miss you, buddy. Thanks so much for the introduction, and I'll see you at home this weekend. Um, the Next Gen Summit was a dream come true for me. Uh, first of all, I got to connect with America's youngest elected official, Sarah Blair, from West Virginia, who at 18 was elected to the House of Delegates down there. But it was nice to be around kids who, who it, you know, they, they called millennials the slash generation. So it was refreshing to be around kids who weren't just one thing. Kids were everything. They, you know, uh, you know, kids were authors. They were inventors. They were scholars. They were athletes. Um, and everybody, you know, when you're around people who are doing more than you, you aspire to do more. So it was really uh, inspiring to be around kids who are changing the world and are still in high school and college. Okay. Uh, Anthony, you want to check in and share what you learned? Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, someone was, uh, first, I have to thank Justin and the opportunity to be on this radio talk show. But next in summit, to be honest, it was my first opportunity to be exposed to um, such a big group of entrepreneurs and amazing people. I have to say that um, growing up, I feel like I'm different. And at Next Gen Summit, I realized that there is also a big group of people out there that have the same passion, same kind of drive that wants to make a difference in a society. Okay, Eli? Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I think with Next Gen Summit, um, whether it be through with Josh's work with youth in his area, all that Justin's done or what my organization does, the thing that really brings Next Gen Summit together is that everybody realizes that there's this untapped potential in youth and that throughout history, youth have really been this underutilized resource and there have been reasons because of that, but now we have technology and we're so connected. So when you bring these connected young people together who are creative, who are optimistic about the future, it really creates something magical. Yes, I have to say, if I wasn't connected to the Next Gen Summit, I, I don't know if I would really be connected to the future. I, I think the Next Gen Summit and the Millennial Mindset actually gets businesses to think about what's next in business, what's next in technology, what's next in trending. So, Justin, thank you for an education. I, I have to say, at my age, and by the way, I'm only 20, um, you've really taught me. <laughs> well, maybe that's... <laughs> I got to say that you guys are definitely keeping us on our toes in here. Um, and I'm starting thinking that it's never too late to be a millennium. The question was, is it ever yeah, too late I, to be a millennial? I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on this one, and I'm sure maybe some of the panelists want to join me on this question. Like I was talking about a little bit before on the show, I really believe that the millennial mindset transcends age and that millennials just have this, um, this passionate aggression where they identify the change they want to make in the world whether it's through business, entrepreneurship, politics, they identify the change they want to make. And some of it's on a, on a really local level, whether it's on a college campus or in your local community. And some of it's on a national level, you know, whether it's kind of uh, bringing together people from many countries or whatnot. But they identify the change they want to make, and they just go out and do it. They don't talk about it. They don't complain about it. They just go out and do it. And I think that millennial mindset transcends all age gaps, which is why we see people younger and younger doing incredible things, but we also see people older and older. Dropped, quitting their jobs, dropping out of their master's programs and going to start companies are doing incredible things. So it's really, really ab absolutely incredible um, to, to have a millennial mindset at whatever age because if you just identify the change you want to make in the world and take specific steps to do it, you have that kind of passion and aggression. Would you, say yeah, that, yeah. Uh, would you say the terminology life hacking is applicable at all in that mindset? 
Absolutely. It's, it's figuring out what you want and figuring out how you can get there in the shortest, easiest, and most efficient way possible. Right, because uh, in this day and age, the, the lean and the mean, the people that actually know how to do guerrilla tactics, guerrilla marketing, are able to hold higher profits or not have to work as hard in order to get sales to accomplish their goals. So let's move on to uh, a question about what books you guys are reading. Anybody can actually jump in. What kind of books do you guys read to actually get your mind sharpened for what you're trying to do? So, uh, and please uh, jump in all sometime. All at the same time. Sure, all right. So well, I can go. You go. I'll, go. I'll go right after. Great. Well, Justin brought this up earlier, but Give and Take by Adam Grant is definitely a fantastic book. Adam's a, he's an amazing professor at Warden. He's actually coming out with his second book this upcoming year. But as Justin was just saying, this millennial mindset, it's not just an age group defined by if you were born by a certain year. It's really this mindset. And it's just, just as Justin was saying earlier, it's just this just continued giving just to help other people, really not expecting anything in return. And it sounds cliched, but I think you really do learn from that, that the people who give, they end up ending up on top, really, and they also end up being loved by their peers. And I think that's just a great message in give and take. And in the book that really inspired me as a high school freshman to get involved with my community and get, gather my peers to really make communal change was Abundance by Dr. Peter Diamandis. And it talks about that we're living in a world where you hear news of ISIS and global warming, and it's tough to wake up in the morning and be inspired about the future. But this book says, let's take a step back, and let's look at all of the amazing inventions that are going on, whether, as Justin mentioned, our friend Anne Makazinski, a flashlight powered by the heat of your hand, Theranos, the future of medical testing. There's a lot of stuff that you should be inspired in, about and a lot of fields you can go into, and I think Abundance really covers that. And I'll tell you what, what we're going to do is I'm never going to do a free-for-all again because that was, that was awesome <laughs> chaos. Like when you're dealing with a bunch of people that are actually hyperactive about actually making a contribution, that's the worst thing you can possibly do. So we're going to go always Josh, Anthony, and Eli. And then Justin, we're obviously going to include you as the first person to ask the question. So Anthony, you want to share a book or two that you uh, were inspired by? Yeah, definitely. I read a lot of memoirs and autobiographies just to get the idea, the mindset, the way people think. But one of the books that um, recently inspired me the most is The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. It's, um, well, it's part of my, my study and research of what I'm doing, but it takes a lot of points that are, are applicable to all generations and different time, time, time eras. So I feel like... Um, besides entrepreneurship, it's something that people need to work on in organizations in Greek life in different settings because people kind of confuse leadership with manager-style um, settings. So I feel like um, it's something that influenced me a lot and changed the way I think recently. Well, I'd have to say the, the leadership component of the millennial is probably the per, is what Justin was referring to when they say they're going to do what they just do. It's they lead by example. So, Eli, you want to share a, a book or two that you're inspired by? So I actually did get to hop in and talk about give and take and abundance, but I'd love to pass this on to Josh. I know he reads voraciously and has some great books to tell us about. Yeah, Justin, don't start with umbrella marketing, okay? Just uh, move to some other ones. <laughs> just so you know, that one's not valid. <laughs> Yeah, hey, hey, guys. So I'm, I'm actually so I don't know if, uh, if you know for, for the audience. I'm in the uh, Cornell ILR school, and uh, ILR stands for Industrial and Labor Relations, but it also stands for I Love Reading because uh, we have about a thousand pages a week. So 
when I get some free time from that reading, the book that I recently read that has changed my life is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Um, politics is the business of people. And, you know, uh, the, the best politician is, is not a politician. They're a statesman and they're a public servant who works for the people. And after reading How to Win Friends and Influence People, um, my, my behaviors have totally changed. A big thing that I realize that, that millennials often do is that we're so hyperactive that we often criticize, and it's not malicious, but we often want things, we're perfectionists, we want things right. And in Dale Carnegie's book, it says, don't criticize, because criticism, criticism is futile. You know, and offer suggestions, but don't criticize, because it hurts the man's pride. Little things like that, getting to, getting to know people's first names is a huge confidence booster in calling people by their first names. So little behavioral habits that have totally changed my life are in that book, and uh, I highly recommend it to anybody who wants to go into uh, politics and government. Bravo. I was just, that is awesome because so many people uh, in this day and age say, I'm, I'm so bad with names, but really when it comes right down to it, you're actually saying that names are not important. So that, that is a great point. So let's, uh, let's go back to, uh, I guess, a, a question we should have started the program with, which is, what is your mission? What is your purpose as a millennial? And uh, how can we help support you? Josh, you're first. Then, oh, Justin, no, you're going no, first? No. Yeah, let me, let me kick this off, and then we'll, I guess, we'll go back in the order of Josh, Anthony, Eli. So for me, uh, a, a long time ago, I discovered that my, the thing that gets me most fired up is getting people fired up. I wake up every day excited to help people wake up every day excited. So my mission on Earth is really to impact a billion lives and get people excited about the work that they're doing. And I believe the best way to achieve that is inspiring people to consider entrepreneurship as a valid lifestyle path. And um, I think we're, we're on the right track to do that through the Next Gen Summit because the Next Gen Summit is telling young people, yes, you can design whatever life you want to live if you're an entrepreneur and if you take the right steps to get there. And that involves surrounding yourself with the right people. So for me, my mission is to get more people fired up this year to kind of chase, chase the dreams and, and chase what they're going for. And then I guess I'll turn it over to Josh now. And just believe me, you're living in a house with Justin. It's not easy because he's up at 3, 4 a.m. trying to fire you up when you're trying to sleep. So <laughs> he is always fired up. Like, it, it, is, it, is, it is a real treat living in a house with Justin. But for me, um, as, as Justin mentioned, I was elected to my school board at 18. Um, too few millennials are in politics. We have 2% of, house of, of the House of Representatives, 2% are millennials, yet we're the majority of the population. We're the most educated and the most diverse generation in American history, yet our voices aren't being heard. And people forget that America was founded by disruptive youth. Four of the founding fathers at the Constitutional Convention were in their 20s, yet youth are no longer participating in government the way they need to be participating. So I'm writing a book that's coming out this December in which I've interviewed two dozen young elected officials, and through the telling of their stories intertwined with mine, I'm looking to get young people to run for office and give them the tools to succeed on Election Day. Because I believe when millennials are represented in government, reflective of our share of the population, we're going to see bipartisanship increase, and we're going to see things being done and not just talked about. Beautiful. Anthony? Yeah, well, that is some amazing sharing. Uh, my mission would be um, something I really realized within millennials that we're so virtually connected, and sometimes those connectionists, um, creates disconnection between the actual human interaction. So one of my mission is to focus on improving my, my peers, my mentors' um, skills in expressing their emotions and their feelings. It's more of the, the soft skills because 
people can be sitting next to each other and they're texting through their phones instead of communicating through through eyes and body languages. So I believe that besides just creating a fostering community that connects people and create a network, we also need to foster the um, the soft aspect and the emotions between individuals. Okay, Eli? Great. Well, I think for me, I, I think that the biggest problem we have today is that we simply don't solve problems. So we're not willing to make these unnecessary short-term sacrifices that we really need to achieve long-term results. And that stems from, because oftentimes, as Josh can tell you, as Justin can tell you, the people in power need to take the short-term decisions that they can get reelected, they can get rehired. And I think I'm motivated by having the opportunity, like Justin said, I want to impact thousands of people. I know we can make this world a better place, and that's very cliched. It sounds like a fairy tale. Next Gen Summit, you'll clearly get a dose of reality too, but I think that's definitely one facet of it. And the other facet has to be just meeting incredible people with incredibly diverse backgrounds, yet they're all striving for this same idea. And I think that youth are born both with this optimism, but they're also born without biases. And you also, you hear all the time that we simply teach people to hate. You're not born hating somebody else. And I think that there's something inherent in this that just says a lot about the future of the world and that if we can get youth today working together, if they can come to these summits together, if they can work on business ventures together and competitions together, and if they can solve major global problems together as youth, when they're older and they're in even bigger positions of power, they're not going to have those same feelings of animosity that we had tens of years ago. And that's, I think, really key and important in our future, that if we're working together as youth and if you can be passionate about getting youth to work together, then it's not only going to solve problems today, but it's going to solve problems that will never even come up decades from now. Well, we're going to have to wrap up this segment, but I wanted to say, Eli, uh, really words of wisdom. And I I wrote a book that was... uh, Definitely a humor approach to humor, but I, I wanted to say that it was Quick Solutions to World Problems. It was only two pages long, and the book actually said how to deal with discrimination because if we continue to have discrimination, which causes wars, bullying, all these things that actually make humans more uh, probable to be extinct, I said the simple solution to discrimination is accepting people. And so that's what I love about millennials. They break it down to a simple question of a problem and then a, a simple way of approaching the problem so that it can be solved. And with that, uh, we're going to break to uh, the third segment. And thank you very much, Joshua, Anthony, and Eli for being on the Amplified program. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. 
It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Biz Locker Radio is a high-energy business show that features compelling conversations and cutting-edge business content that you can use to improve your performance today. Hosted by Kelly Riggs and presented by the Business Locker Room, Biz Locker Radio features dynamic thought leaders from sales, marketing, leadership, business strategy, social media, and more. If you're in business, you need an edge. Develop that edge with Biz Locker Radio. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. Central on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information, visit bizlockerradio.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. All right, we are back in the third segment, final segment. This is Ken. And Gisela Gonzalez. And we have another exciting threesome of panelists from the Next Gen Summit that I met through Justin's Next Gen Summit. And uh, during our break, Justin was saying, this is kind of a crazy segment we just had. And I, I want to see what would happen if we push the limits with the millennials. They're the only ones I would trust with pushing limits at this degree. So, Justin, thank you again for not only being the theme of our Amplified show, but also being the connector to some of these brilliant uh, millennials. And you had shared with me that these are some of the sharpest minds in marketing. So, I'm, I'm excited. Excited to learn from them and to have a great conversation. You want to introduce Absolutely. them? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks. So thanks again, Ken, for having me on the show. This panel, we have so many great people, and I'm so excited to be connected with them. So first, we have Jonathan Lacoste, who is from Boston. He's an internet entrepreneur, and he co-founded Jebit, which is a digital marketing software that rewards consumers for engaging, and they do that through online brands. And Jonathan was awarded the Forbes 30 under 30 um, list this year for, for honoring Jebit, which is so incredible. He's actually one of the newest friends that's part of the Next Gen community. We also have Connor Blakely, who is really uh, getting his feet wet in marketing because he started a marketing agency and consulting firm at age 16, one of the youngest founders of marketing agencies worldwide. And he's worked with some really top-profile brands, as well as he has a really great social impact side of things that he focuses on. And finally, we have Kofi Yaboa, and Kofi's a, a really great friend. He started the Left Bench which is a sports analytic and news site that runs out of Maryland, which is pretty close to you, Ken. And Kofi is doing really, really great work in helping cover the not-so-covered area of sports. So covering sports that aren't just pros, whether that's high school and college as well. So welcome, gentlemen. I'm really, really excited to have you guys all on the show. And thanks again, Ken, for, for being the connector, for bringing this all together. Well, thank you. There were a couple of uh, questions in the first segment that we didn't get to, so I'm going to bring them in now because these are questions that I think all three of the panelists can help out with. But before we go there, I just want to, uh, I guess, tie it to the Next Gen Summit. Since each of you participate in the Next Gen Summit, I would love for, in order, Jonathan, Kofi, and then Connor to share uh, what gold nuggets you got out of attending that and uh, what else you could share with the, the audience that would actually inspire them to attend the Next, Next Gen Summit. Absolutely. This is Jonathan here. So as Justin mentioned, uh, you know, really excited to be here and uh, kind of engage in the conversation today. Uh, I'm actually a very new member of the NextGen community, uh, and so I actually was not able to attend the summit this past year, but I'm looking forward to attending this upcoming year. 
when I was at the Forbes Summit, though, a few weeks ago, and uh, Justin and a lot of the other um, callers that we've had today on the segment uh, were there and we were discussing the summit, um, the most common theme that I heard um, was really just around positivity and kind of uh, forward-looking, right? So uh, in terms of kind of this conversation and how it relates to millennials, um, really the vibe that we got was that there were a lot of great discussions at the summit, a lot of great ideas were discussed as well, uh, and overall people were excited leaving uh, and looking forward to the future. Kofi? Hi, thanks for having me. The thing I learned from the Next Gen Summit is that there are, there are a lot of people like me, and there are more people that are millennial entrepreneurs than I expected. I mean, when you're, I'm at the University of Maryland, and not everyone here has that entrepreneurial mindset. A lot of people are here to just get their major and then get, the, get a job. But when I went to the Next Gen Summit, there was a community of people. They're like, hey, we understand you. We understand what you're trying to do. So that's what I learned from the Next Gen Summit, and I've used the values that I've learned from the Next Gen Summit to be put into my own business. So that's, I mean, the Next Gen Summit is a great community. Connor? Yeah, uh, thanks once again for having me. But, but like, to reiterate what Kofi said, before the Next Gen Summit, I kind of thought for some reason that I was one of the only kids my age who had an entrepreneurial mindset. And before I went to the Next Gen Summit, I really didn't, think it was possible, but when I attended, like, it, it literally changed my life, uh, the amount of people that I met, not, like, not only for networking, but just, like, general friendships that are, are, that will last a lifetime, and I think one thing that everyone can take away from that kind of environment is the collaborative kind of vibe that it gives off, and just a lot of good collaborations and friendships taking place that will last forever. And we had alluded to this before, but uh, Justin Lapizan is the the power of one thinker that actually created, is the founder of Next Gen Summit. And because he came up with his vision and executed it really fearlessly, he caused all these people, roughly 350 uh, millennial entrepreneurs, to be able to have conversations, to collaborate, to really create future uh, confident missions. And I, I want to say, Justin, I wish you were around when I was 18 because I actually was an entrepreneur. I, I realized I had entrepreneurial blood and there was really nothing that uh, was available in, in that context. Forget about the social media. There was nothing, nothing available for young entrepreneurs that I was aware of. And it was like reading Swim of the Sharks and Raving Fans and other books that actually caused me to get a little bit of an education, E-Myth by uh, Michael Gerber. But had I had someone like you, you would have actually created that power of five, which is like the people you spend time with help you minimize your mistakes, but also they become your cheerleaders to help you get where you want to go quicker. So I just want to acknowledge you because I know how important what you did for all these millennials is. And I, I'm a, a really proud sponsor and also partner for the future Next Gen Summit. Well, thanks again, Ken. I'm, I'm so grateful for all your kind words. And I think um, just as you said, you wanted to get that education. I get that education through the, just meeting the panelists right now. So you know, if I have questions about, you know, marketing and advertising, I don't have to go just think and hope and pray. I can go talk to people like Jonathan who are making ways through marketing software and say, Jonathan, tell me how you got on the Forbes list of marketing advertising as one of the youngest entrepreneurs on the list this year, if not the youngest. I could go to Kofi and Connor and pick their brains and ask them questions so we can get that education through that network. So I think it's, it's really, really incredible, and I'm so grateful for all of the people I'm surrounded by. 
Now, we, in the second segment, we spent a little bit of time talking about what books inspired us, uh, what, what the mission that we, that that particular pr- panelist wanted to achieve and how we might be able to help them. But uh, I had suggested in the third segment, we talk a little bit more marketing since we have really marketing gurus on the line. So there's two questions I'd like to identify. One is, what mistakes companies make in marketing their products and services? We'll go with that question first. And uh, Justin, you want to lead that question? Um, yeah, so I think uh, a big mistake that companies make um, is not reaching out and finding strategic partnerships early enough. I think companies, especially in marketing, they have similar uh, markets oftentimes they're trying to target as other businesses are. And if you're not necessarily think of in- thinking of things as a competing mindset and finding potential partners, you can really make great waves. And I'm also excited to hear what the panelists have to say. So I guess I'll turn it over to Jonathan first and then Connor and then Kofi. Absolutely. This is Jonathan jumping in. It's a great question, to be honest. I think one of the things that we're seeing in in my focus in marketing uh, in terms of the industry is a little bit more on the digital side. So particularly within digital and social media, it's just the fact that the landscape is changing so quickly that, to be quite honest, the biggest challenge for most marketers is just keeping up with all the change, right? So whether it's new technologies, new techniques, new strategies, new features that Google and Facebook are launching each and every single week, I think the biggest mistake that they're making is not embracing that and having some sort of structure and process to realize that this is part of the reality of being in the digital marketing industry, and so you need to be able to embrace that as opposed to opposing it. Uh, digging a little bit deeper and kind of having a secondary mistake that a lot of digital marketers make is just really around tracking the wrong KPIs or key performance indicators. So the way that digital marketers think about it is they might have a goal like driving sales or driving you know, uh, new leads or driving traffic to their website. But obviously there are certain markers and triggers along the way that can kind of let you know are you on the right path or not. And unfortunately, the way that digital marketing is set up now and kind of obviously what we're trying to do with Jetit is change the perception a little bit of what you should be focused on and what they're currently focused on. So there's a little bit of a bridge there and a gap, you know, Justin, that that we're trying to divide. But uh, to reiterate, I would say the first one is just not embracing all the change, and then the second one is, you know, the, the, the KPIs or the metrics that you're tracking. Connor? Yeah, um, so for me, uh, one, of, one of my kind of bread and butter is uh, social media marketing, and the one biggest problem that I see really every five, five to ten minutes on social media is companies trying to sell too much and acting way too robotic. Um, I can tell you like firsthand from what I've seen is there's nothing more that millennials and young people appreciate than humanizing through social media. Uh, One thing I always say is it's easier to sell to your friends than it is to a stranger. So engaging in more of a human way and giving value and giving and giving and giving before you ask or take something uh, can go a long way. Um, Creating authentic relationships uh, through social, not just asking of the consumer or trying to come up with a sell point or an, or an ulterior motive all the time uh, is not really the best way to go. So I think the biggest problem I would see uh, is social media, uh, brands on social media acting way too robotic and not human enough. So give an example of how they could make that transference from robotic to human. So uh, quick quick story. I was in New York uh, in May, and I, I went to a pizza place, and the pizza place was absolutely trash. So, of course, I went to Twitter, and I was like, 
God, this place is horrible, and anyone have any recommendations? Uh, so I guess a Twitter account of a following pizza place around the block was paying attention, which is called the Ray's Pizza, and they tweeted me, and they said, hey, Connor, hope you have a great stay the rest of your, of your time in New York City. They didn't try to sell me. They didn't tell me to come to Ray's Pizza, and they, all, they genuinely cared that I had a better experience in New York. So guess what I did? The next night I went with my dad. We went to Ray's Pizza, had a great time at Ray's Pizza, and now anytime someone's in Times Square and they need somewhere to go, I tell them to go to Ray's Pizza because they genuinely care and the quality of their food is good. So I think that if more brands kind of adapt to that kind of metric and what Jonathan said about measuring the right KPIs, uh, key performance indicators, um, maybe we don't measure it by engagement or reach, but we do it by friend made. It sounds cheesy, but it can go a very long way. You know, it's interesting you say that because Ray's Pizza, because they just were amplified, they might actually be invited as a sponsor of the Next Gen Summit in New York. And it's, it's just crazy how these little connections all make a difference just because someone stepped up and said they cared. Exactly. All right, let's, let's go with the third person. Coffee? Um, I think that one of the biggest mistakes that, um, in marketing is that for social media, that people are afraid to use the newer platforms. I mean, it's not just Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram anymore. Now there's Periscope. I mean, Tumblr is very underrated. And there's Pinterest mm-hmm. and Google+. And people, like, I mean, small businesses and big businesses feel afraid sometimes to use these new platforms to, to get slammed for it. I worked for um, DC United this summer, and they were like, would we look bad if we use a Tumblr account? No, you wouldn't look bad if you use a Tumblr account because you would be applying to a new demographic. I mean, you can't apply to just one demographic on just one social media network. You can use multiple social media networks and try to appeal to multiple demographics. And I feel that that fear from big and small companies kind of hurts them in marketing because they're not, away, they're not reaching all the demographics because it's not possible to reach all the demographics on just one social network. Great. Well, I'll tell you, this segment and the previous segment makes me want to write a book with Justin that says, I want to be a millennial, don't you? So, Justin, we're going to get that book started as soon as possible. Absolutely. And I think we have some contributors who on this panel who definitely would throw in a chapter. So looking forward to it. So we're getting down the last couple minutes. And I guess just to keep the questions uh, fresh, why, uh, if each of you would uh, name a mentor and a quote that you either live by or that's something that inspires you. Justin, you want to start off? Absolutely. Uh, a man named Greg Reed, who both Ken and I are, are very familiar with, um, Greg founded Secret Knock, which is one of the most elite networking organizations for successful business owners. Um, Greg always says that the people at the top are the most available. And that resonates with me because people are always afraid to go out and find mentors who are really successful. For example, I might see Jonathan, who will talk next on Squat Box as being the youngest entrepreneur on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list, and say, wow, he's too successful. Why would he ever want to help me and contribute to my project? But the people at the top are the most available because they're in the best position to help, give back, and mentor. So don't be afraid to go out and find mentors um, uh, who are, you know, who who are having the success that you want to achieve. And Greg does that every single day by surrounding himself with the movers and shakers of the 21st century. Okay, we have a new time limit rule. Quote quote, and move to the next one, or we're not going to get to all three quotes. So go ahead, Jonathan, your quote, and then we're going to let the uh, Connor and Kofi. My quote, very briefly, is by Dharmesh Shah. He's the founder of HubSpot, the billion-dollar digital marketing technology company. 
And uh, essentially what he said was uh, that the leaders of the next century are the ones that are going to not do the, uh, do the work and the leading, but are going to be inspiring others um, to take action and lead. Uh, they lead from the front, not the back. So uh, I know we've got to move on. So uh, that's Good our message. Connor? Connor, 10 seconds, go. Um, uh, one of my mentors is Cameron Harold, and my favorite quote of him is short and sweet, and that's let's raise kids to be entrepreneurs. Kofi from Maryland, go ahead. Um, I have an interest. I mean, I learned from sports. So a lot of them, uh, one quote I get from my sports team is, why not us? So I translate it into, why not me? Why can't, why not I? Why can't I be the successful millennial? No. That was the perfect quote to finish the segment with. Good job, Kofi. Right from Maryland. You made us proud. Justin, you want to tell people how to get a hold of you so they can actually look at the Next Gen Summit? Absolutely. So, ngsummit.com is, is the website for the conference. And if you give us a Google or search us up on Facebook, we do have an exclusive Facebook group where you can meet all of these incredible networkers uh, who you're talking to on the panel. So, if you want to connect with Kofi, Connor, Jonathan, find us on Facebook, Next Gen Summit, like us, request to join our group, and we'll look at you and see if you're a right fit for our community. All right, you millennials, you have been amplified. We loved having you on the program, and you've actually inspired me to bring this as a regular broadcast. Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you. All right, guys. Hey, have a good one. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Roshan and Gisela Gonzalez again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our